In today's episode, we have our first ever guest on the podcast, Mag Gabbert, author of the chapbook Minimal Poems from Cooper Dillon Books. Welcome to episode four of The Chapbook. I'm your host, Noah Stetzer. And I'm Ross White. Noah and I are directors and editors at Bull City Press, which publishes chapbooks and occasionally full-length books of poetry, fiction, and creative nonfiction. We started this podcast to talk about our love of chapbooks, to demystify the publishing process, and share chapbook news and happenings. Noah, crazy things are happening in your house today. (laughs) Crazy things are happening everywhere today, Ross. I just want to say at at the outset, there's a lot of going on here at the campus of St. Anne's and Sayville with dogs and meetings across the parking lot. So if you hear a little background noise to to apologize up front for a little bit of the hecticness that may be going on in the background here. And just before our guest arrived, I heard a loud thump and I was like, what is that? And I even asked, I said, Noah did a bird just hit your window? And in fact, that's exactly what had happened. (laughs) That is exactly what had happened. And the bird is okay, but it really hit the glass. There's this crazy sort of bird fight happening outside the windows across from where I'm sitting. And just as I was about to mention that to Ross, a bird flew into the glass. So it's it's just, we're on tenterhooks here. I think it's a crow, though. There's like a singular crow that I keep seeing show up and sort of stir up a lot of business with all the the other songbirds. That's the poetry crow. (laughs) It is. It is the poetry crow. Noah and I went to the same grad school a few years apart, and we worked with one of the same advisors, C. Dale Young. And C. Dale would sometimes talk about your poetry crow, which is the poet that sort of riles you quite badly because you have an embattled relationship with them because they're doing something that you don't like about your own work and they're doing it really well. And so your poetry crow is literally outside the window. That's exactly right. And it's apparently pushing other songbirds into flying into the glass. So (laughs) it's it's a detrimental crow. (laughs) Well, our guest today is by no means a detrimental crow. Uh, she, she is one of the most exciting poets out there right now. It's Mag Gabbert. Mag holds a PhD in creative writing from Texas Tech and an MFA from the University of California at Riverside. Her essays and poems can be found in 32 Poems, Pleiades, The Rumpus, Thrush, Massachusetts Review, Waxwing, The Pinch, and a million other journals, I think. You've published a million poems. She's the author of Minimal Poems, a chapbook of visual poetry and nonfiction. She teaches creative writing at Southern Methodist University and for Writing Workshops Dallas. She also serves as the interviews editor for Underblong Journal and recently won the Discovery Prize. Congrats on that. Yes, congratulations. Welcome, Mag. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Oh, we are thrilled. In our first episode of the podcast, Mag, we talked a lot about why we love chapbooks. And one of the things we kept coming back to was that chapbooks can break all the rules. So it's really fitting to my mind that you're our first guest because Minimal Poems is such a unique project and such a unique book object. The book is a series of one word visual poems that's followed by an essay. And so, Mag, I wondered if we could start off by asking, there's a wonderful afterword in the book that talks a little bit about how some of the visual poems came to be. But will you tell us a little more about the process of writing this series or, or set of one word poems? Yeah, I really like working on different kinds of series 
projects. And I really like being able to sometimes step away from what I call my regular poems um, and try different things with kind of less pressure. So for example, I also create like collaborative zines with some poet friends and writing those poems is also a kind of like stepping away from regular poems. So when I first read Aram Saroyan's collected minimal works, I immediately, my brain was spinning, wanting to kind of work in that form. And I, it just was like feverish. I could not stop writing minimal poems for the next several months. One of the things I really like about this chapbook from Cooper Dillon is that it has the Minimal Poems Project on the one hand, but then it also has this compelling nonfiction essay, this sort of companion piece to it, maybe. I'm not sure. I I think I may be saying that because they're presented together. But I'm curious if you can talk about how those two things ended up being in the same container. Were they always going to be together? It's a really great question. When I submitted the project to Cooper Dillon initially, it was just the minimal poems. It was just uh, maybe 30 pages of minimal poems. And then I spoke with Adam Deutsch, who runs Cooper Dillon. And he said, you know, I think it would be cool to maybe add another element to this. Would you be interested in I know you write nonfiction sometimes. Would you be interested in writing a piece specifically to pair with these poems? And I said, sure. And I tried tried to write that piece for a long time. And it felt very sort of artificial and constructed. It, I just wasn't pleased with the results. So I called him back eventually and I said, what if we... Is there any way we could look at some of the other essays I've written and find a connection between them and the poems? And maybe I could just write a shorter afterword or something to that effect that would sort of help to seal everything together. So ultimately, we ended up taking a piece that I wrote several years ago that initially had no connection to the Minimal Poems Project and just sort of, yeah, mapping them together. I love the idea of when you when you describe that, it reminds me of revision work, where sometimes I might go in and find uh, bits and pieces in various different drafts that all end up sort of coming together. And there's that aha moment where it just feels like, oh my gosh, <laughs> it's hard to believe, but it suddenly feels like all of these unconnected things were meant to come together. Because that's certainly my experience as a reader for for your book is that they really feel of a piece. They really they really speak to me as in relation to one another. Mag, I'm really interested in this idea that Adam came back and said, you know, let's let's work another project in here, which in some ways is when you said I'm going to go back to an older essay, was you sort of collaborating with your past self, right? But, you know, collaboration's been like a big theme in your work because you've got those zines that you've done with other poets. Will you tell us a little bit more about those and how some of those came about? Yeah, I would love to. The first zine I ever worked on 
was sort of just by accident. I was visiting Chen Chen in Boston. We love to do kind of arts and crafts stuff together. We got our PhDs together at Texas Tech. So yeah, I had spent a lot of time together during the degree process and we thought it'd be fun to try to make a zine. And so that resulted in Wonderful Nothings, uh, which is an erasure zine that has some kind of goofy visual elements to it. And I just really kind of caught fire with like wanting to make more things with my hands like that. I really loved the idea of collaborating with friends and I really loved the way we were able to make the zine available to folks just for free to download it or print it, whatever they wanted to do. And so I decided I wanted to do some more zine projects. And since then, worked with Carly Joy Miller, Leila Shati, um, Tarfia Fezula, and with Chen on another project as well. And each time it's been fun because we sort of come up with a formal constraint of some kind. So the first was erasure. Layla and I did anagram poems with fairy tale themes. And then there's an exquisite corpse poem with like a paper doll house theme for the one that I did with Carly. And Tarfia and I had um, these anti-Valentine sonnets that you can actually cut out of the zine if you print it, which is kind of fun. And as I say in the introduction, so, like tape it to your ex-boyfriend's mirror, whatever you want to do. <laughs> um, and actually, Chen and I are, are planning to do another zine, hopefully this fall. So, yeah, it's it's just fun. You know, it 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 doesn't have the same kind of pressure as working on um, your book project necessarily. Although I do have a couple of the zine poems in my current full length manuscript, but it's more about, you know, just doing something collaborative with a friend and those constraints make it feel like you don't, you know, you, you can just kind of play with the form and you don't really have to worry about, oh, does this fit, you know, my voice, my aesthetic, my normal content interests, etc. I love that emphasis on fun because fun and delight was what I felt the first time I cracked open minimal poems. I didn't know what the project was. I just thought, well, that's a chapbook. I'm going to pick it up off the Cooper Dillon website. And diving in with no preparation for a book like this was both baffling and wondrous in the same moment. And two or three poems in, I felt like I'd started to get a handle on what you were doing. And I was my jaw just like fell to the floor. I agree. That was my experience with the book too. It is it is very singular in its experience, I think. And so I'm curious because I don't know that I've encountered another book like this or too many books like this. And so I'm curious if you could talk a little bit about how you went about finding a publisher for this project. Yeah, uh, that's a, also a great question. And, you know, initially I had no idea if anyone would want to pick up this project at all. I did know that I wanted to try to place a few minimal poems in journals just to see whether that would get me anywhere. And rather than submitting to normal slush piles, as I always typically do, I knew 
you know, that if you had sort of a, a first tier reader or graduate student reader, of course, they're not going to know what on earth I'm trying to do. And they're probably going to pass on it. So I, I took an unconventional approach and I posted on my Facebook that I was working on these minimal poems inspired by Aram Saroyan's work. Would any editors be interested in checking them out? I got really fortunate that David Yezzie reached out to me from the Hopkins Review and said, yeah, why don't you email some to me? Um, and he ended up picking some up. So that kind of gave me the confidence to think about the project in a bigger way. And I'm fortunate to have known Adam from Cooper Dillon for years because he's sort of a friend of the MFA program that I attended, UC Riverside. So I thought, you know, and he, he publishes one of my mentors' work, Jill Alexander Esbaum. So I thought maybe he would kind of give it the time of day. <laughs> and so I, I shot him an email and just said, you know, I have these bizarro little poems. I kind of wanted to submit a chat book, but I don't want to waste your time. Like if, if it's not something you would have any interest in kind of checking out. And he said, no, go ahead and, and send it to me. So that's kind of how it came about. I just don't think you could have wasted his time because the collection reads really quickly. <laughs> Speaking of reading, they're, they're visual poems, but I wonder, how, do you ever read them at readings? So I've never actually read them at readings before. It's a really fascinating question. When the chapbook first came out, in fact, Chen was really kind and, you know, wanting to help me kind of celebrate that. And he was like, why don't we do a Zoom reading, you know, for this chapbook release? And I was like, Chen, what am I going to read? You know, these poems don't translate that way. He's like, maybe you're right. So I decided we would just do like a, a zine reading maybe in the fall instead. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I would be glad to read some, but it's true. They don't necessarily, I don't think they would translate in the way that they do looking at them on the page. But but if you're offering, friends, <laughs> this is a podcast exclusive. It's never <laughs> happened before. It might never happen again. Here's Mag Gabbert reading from Minimal Poems. I'm just going to read maybe, I don't know, five or six of these little guys. Springle, window, festoon, gaunted, gory, fairy, poultrygeist, and figgy. And friends, when you pick up the book, you're going to come back to this podcast. You're going to hear those one word poems, but you're going to see them in a whole new way. Your mind is going to be blown when you see these on the page and you see the amazing connections and slippages that Mag is making within a single word. Right. And I think you'll also, you're also going to find a really sort of delicious connection between the artifact poems and the essay and this idea of of um, an opportunity to see what may or may not be there or the desire maybe to, to see what may or may not be there in the hopes that perhaps there's more. And in fact, there is. Mag, we have one last question for you. What is one chapbook that you've read and loved that you think everybody should read and love? 
This is a super easy one for me because, and, and it's truly got nothing to do with the fact that this chapbook comes from Bull City. And full disclosure, this is also a person who I know personally and am friends with. We also both went to Texas Tech for our PhDs. All of those things aside, Then Winter by Chloe Onum is Ugh. one of the best chapbooks that's ever happened. These poems continue to blow my mind. This is one of the books that just lives on my desk um, that I refer to before I write, before I go to sleep, you name it. It's just such a fabulous book. I definitely recommend it to everybody. Thanks, Mag. You can get minimal poems from Cooper Dillon Books at store.cooperdillon.com. If you like the podcast, why not go ahead and click subscribe or better yet, tell a friend. We're on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and all the other major pod places. Every review matters for a new podcast like ours. So if you have a moment, let us know what you think. You can find out about what we and our friends at Bull City Press are up to by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Bull City Press or visiting BullCityPress.com. You can find me on Twitter. I'm at DC Noah. And I'm at Ross White. And if you want to reach us, our email, our brand new email for the podcast is chapbook at BullCityPress.com. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. Bye.